Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Jesse Moore, and welcome to Icon Leadership Podcast. Today we have a guest who has been with the Bell Mead Fire Department for a numerous amount of years. Uh, he also has worked on the ambulance for you know a numerous amount of years. Also, I've been knowing him from about for about twenty years. And without further ado, let's welcome Lieutenant Gary Grant. Hey, Gary, how you doing, man? Hey, good afternoon. Good evening. I mean, it's uh, almost six o'clock. It's uh, evening time. Yes, it is. Gary. Yes, man. How's everything at the fire department today? All is well today. All is well. I can't complain. All right. Then. Everybody's cooperating. I hear you, man. Say, hey, man, tell me a little bit. Uh, tell us uh, something about yourself. Well, uh, <laughs> I've been doing this uh, fire and EMS for the last uh, 30 years of my life. Uh, this is, I'm approaching 22 years of fire service here, Lord's will, in, in July. And uh, I spent about uh, eight years uh, as a paramedic in the city of Waco, full time. And uh, after that, I came into the fire service. So I've been doing this about 30 years, just taking care of people, running, just running around, helping people. That's what I've been doing. That's what I've been created to do. Right. So, uh, uh I'm a father, uh, two, two children, uh, 30-year-old daughter, 13-year-old son, two grandsons, eight, ten, two young men. Uh, that's my life. Right, right, right. Uh, tell me this, man. What is, a, what is the job of a, of a firefighter? Uh, the, the main objective of firefighters is to protect property and uh, life. Uh, and to make sure that there's no uh, fire tragedy that has the possibility of that. Uh, we are, we're always in a preventative uh, state of mind. Uh, that's one of the main things that we do is make sure that we don't have a fire. Uh, so when we run medical calls, we we see a, uh, a deficiency in the home, such as a something that might cause a fire, we will address that as well as the medical issue. Right. Uh, right. So that's what we're here for. Right. So uh so your title is Lieutenant. Uh, yes sir, Lieutenant. I've been uh, Lieutenant here for uh, about, uh twelve years now. About twelve years. Right, right. Well that's pretty good man. Congratulations on that. Yeah. So tell that's me great. about Right. So tell me, um, tell me a little bit, uh, about what your job consists of. 
my job uh, as a lieutenant, uh, I am the second in charge here at the fire station. I'm, I'm the uh, A-shift uh, supervisor. We have three shifts here, A, B, C, and uh, I run A-shift. Uh, up over me is the uh, fire chief. And uh, we just we do day-to-day operations, making sure that the equipment is ready to go. Um, we do fire preventative, we do maintenance, uh, outside of training. Uh, I just have to make sure that, that all that is taken care of and done orderly. Right, right, right. So, uh, so you considered as a, a leader, am I correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm the one with the target on the back, the one who takes all the, the, the mess. Right. Explain that to me. <laughs> Explain. What do you what do you what do you mean by that? Well Well when 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 everything is done, the firemen can, can do what I'm not gonna say they do what they wanna do, but if, if, if there's trouble that comes with a situation or call, I have to answer for it. Not them guys. Right. Uh, and they could have been the one that messed up, so I have to take the lead on that because that's my position. I'm, I'm in position of charge. So, uh, I'm the one to target, you know, right. with the red hammer. Talk to the guy with the red hammer, you know? Right. Oh, wow, man. Wow. <laughs> wow. I get it. I get it. I've been in leadership myself for 25 years, man. And I know about having a target on your back. So tell me, uh, what's the most important values, man, that you demonstrate as a leader? What do you show those guys? Uh, first of all, it's customer service. Because our citizens are our customers. And, uh, you know, whether we like it or not, we, we do answer to them. They pay our, 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 our monthly checks. Uh, and so, uh, customer service is, is very important to me. And I, it's one of the things that I try to get the guys to buy into, you know, right. just because they don't live like us, look like us, they're still us. Yeah, you know, we have to treat them with respect, and so that's the main focus. Right, right. Where does uh, integrity integrity comes in? Well, uh, integrity is very important in this job because we 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 are into a lot of homes, uh, a lot of nice homes. There's a lot of things that are laying around, and and so we we have to be very well trusted uh, when we go in these homes. And uh, as far as I know. Uh, in the 22 years of being here, there hasn't been an, uh, any kind of thing to where it has been negative to where, hey, your fireman came in here and, you know, something's missing out of our home. So integrity is very important in this job just because we uh, deal with a lot of different people and a lot of different situations and things. Right, right. So you're saying that so basically that uh, being a – Fireman, you have to uh, being a leader, you have to demonstrate honesty and trust yourself. Am I correct? Oh yes, sir. Right. Very much so. Right. Very much so. So, how many guys do you uh, you lead on your shift? Uh, on my shift, uh, a shift consists of four personnel, and uh, so I have two guys up. Well, three guys up under me uh, that we carry on a daily operation. Uh, functioning on a daily basis right right so uh so you have uh those guys pretty much their lives in your hand yes sir yes sir i'm like um and by being you know 
I'm, I'm about to be 57 years old here. I'm kind of like the father, or maybe the grandfather of the gang here. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I look out for their mental, their, their wellness, their spiritual aspects. And that's just part of being a leader. I want to make sure that these guys are, are in the proper position when they come in. Right. If not, it's it detrimental to not only us, but the citizens that we uh, deal with as well. Right. Right. So, that's very important. So, so all of those guys, uh, you've been there longer than, than they have. Am I correct? Yes, sir. So, so when those guys come in, so how do you get them to buy in? How do, how do you, how do you get them to commit to you? Well, it's not that they're committing to me, committing to the system that's already in place. And I just play along with the system. Uh, and, and so I, I get them to buy into that, to the, to the philosophy of firefighting. The firefighter service has a, has a uh, mentality, a philosophy about itself that's about honesty, integrity, and, uh, camaraderie, team, teammanship and things of that nature. And so, uh, one of the things that's expressed in the academy when a young man, young woman becomes a fire, firefighter is that philosophy. That's one of the first things that they're taught about, and that's to get them to buy in. And so all I do is just continue to pour into that and show them the examples of, of how them things, what they look like. They've heard about it, but now we are about to manifest it. So that's right. what we do. Right, right. So tell me about the, uh, also the age group is a little bit different from what it used to be. Uh, you know, well, when I say the age group, but I mean, uh, so you can't lead the way you led in the eighties because now it's 2022. So, you know, so tell me about how do you, how do you lead these young, these young men? What's the average age of the, you, you know, your firefighters that you lead? Uh, well, the group that I have now, these, these men are, uh, 40 plus. So I'm, that's pretty good for me. Uh, now I did have a young man that was the age of my daughter that just left my ship. And, uh, that was kind of challenging just a little bit, but I relied upon my father, uh, tactics to, uh, help him along, but he was a smart young man and he was kind of old school and, and within himself. But it, it is different now with the generation that's coming out. Uh, these kids are more technical than, than hands-on. And uh, so we have to implement, you know, the old with the new. And I'm willing to, to learn some of the new as far as with the old. Uh, it, it can be challenging. It can be challenging, though. Right, right. Absolutely. So, uh, man, wow. Well, wow, that's a lot. So... You know, being a leader, you know, there's a, a lot of times, there's a lot of times that I have uh, actually dropped the ball. You know, if I, I've got angry, you know, uh, I've shouted, you know. So yes, so tell me, uh, but I had to always go back and, you know, apologize yes. and say, hey, look, I'm sorry. But, you know, hey, we have to be careful on, you know, how we deal with certain situations. Uh, and they really, you know, thank me for that, you know, for going back and apologizing, you know, you, you, you find yourself apologizing all the time. So how can, tell me, how can a leader fail? 
Well, a leader can fail by not leading properly. Mm. A leader can fail by just not doing what he's supposed to do, uh, just having apathy uh, in his in his leadership. Um, and you said one of the most important things is going back, realizing that, you know, you dropped the ball, you made a mistake, uh, you showed something, you showed a part of you that you shouldn't have showed, but you're man enough to go back and say, hey, I'm sorry. You know, and I apologize for that. And uh, we will try not to let this happen again. But then also, uh, you know, there's a bit of sweet side to everything. You have to deal with that situation that got you there. Mm. And so you, you fix it on both ends. Right, right. I get it. I get it. So uh, tell me about your your strengths. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I only have one, and that's the Lord, my Savior. That's that's my only strength. I mean, uh, everything else about me is, you know, that's what keeps me being who I am, is having that relationship. I think if I didn't have that relationship, I wouldn't be in the situation that I am now in my life and and been successful with that. And, and that's only been because I've been sustained by uh, Jesus Christ. Right, right. So, so tell me this. So about, so, so you have that relationship with Jesus Christ. So how does that come into, you know, into play with, you know, with, with, with your guys, with your, you know, relationship building with, you know, with, with the guys that you lead? Well, uh, I don't hide it. Uh, it's known. And, uh, one of the things I, that I have had the pleasure of, of, uh, have happened with, with the men that have come on my shift who've been in my presence is that we, we pray hmm. and they understand the importance of that because it's not a guarantee that we will, I mean, we can come in this morning and it's not a guarantee that I might get to leave here tomorrow. So we, we, we take that in consideration, uh, very much so. And, uh, that's important and, and, uh, they've seen how important that is and, and how it works. Right, right. So, Garrett, so so you work for for the Bell Mead Fire Department. So tell me, do you guys have goals? Do you guys set goals and, you know, do you have visions and that's that's printed out and, you know, visible? Or that that, that goes along with the city's goals? Uh it it does play into the uh plans of the city. Uh their goals and, and accomplishments. Uh, our goal is, is to come in and do a great job, not have anyone complain on us, and be able to go home. And if we've done that, it's been a successful shift. And you can usually tell by the people you meet days later, hey, thank you. You know, thank you for what you did and, and for coming out and the way you treated my family members. Um, that's that's what it's about to us. Not that we look for that, right? But that's good when you receive that, right? I get it. I get it. A little pat on the back, a little praise, yes, right? So not that we look for it, but if it comes, it comes. Right, right. So let me. So, so say for instance, the city comes down with this new ordinance, you know, and you guys have to. Uh, you know, they, of course, they give it to the chief and the lieutenants, and you got to run it down, you know, round the, down the chain to the rest of the guys. You know, so 
how would you, and it's something that you think that, you know, um, that they wouldn't accept, you know, uh, lying down, you know, something that you think that, you know, it's just, it's, it's just not right. How would you relate that to your team? To oh, accept, wow. to um, accept that idea, because, you know, uh, things like that happen all the time. You know, I, I work in a hospital and, you know, we, we have uh, dress codes, you know, and they yeah, change dress yeah, codes yeah. all the time, but you got to relate that to your team. You know, how would you relate that to your team? And, you know, just explain me, walk me through that. Well, uh, as everyone knows, no one likes changes. Absolutely. Changes is not a good, is, is, is an enemy of, of anyone, especially if, if you're used to doing something one way. Uh, we evaluate it, we look at it, and we look at the pros and cons of uh, and and the reason the city is doing it and why they are affecting us with it. And, and more than likely, it's to our benefit to a certain degree. And uh, we just have to sit down and explain to the guys. I mean, there's nothing that we can really do about it uh, except take this change and, and go with it. And uh, we just go from there. Um, Right. That's right. the best way that we, you know, being a firefighter, you, you're used to kind of being, having moments of changes, things are always changing. And, and so you kind of get used to it. And, and again, you don't forget your objective is to come here and protect the property and citizens of the community that you work in. Right. That's, right. that's the objective. So talk, Talk to me about your, 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 your discipline. How do you discipline, you know, grown men, firefighters? Do, <laughs> what could, and what, what could they do? What could they do to get discipline? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a lot of things that go around that don't get disciplined, but, um, I've, I've been fortunate, uh, in, in the 22 years of being here, I've only had one individual that I had to discipline. And he was just taking advantage of the system, uh, circumventing everything, and, and it was just unfair for everybody. And so he had to be dealt with. But like I said, most of the guys that I have have trained here have been men, and they've done what they needed to do. Uh, you know, they, they wasn't out looking for trouble or, or just hard-headed or rebellious or anything like that. Uh, and but we, we you know we we have procedures in place that that deals with uh, disciplinary actions and uh, if it needs to be used, it's used. I mean, no one likes it. So. Right, right, right. So, uh, golly. So with with me uh, at work, you know, we have a little sit down time, and we, you know, we meet with one another. We do something that's called huddling. You know, um, so we'll huddle you know, during, during our downtime, you know, mm -hmm. so do you guys, uh, do you guys ever sit down and say, okay, guys, let's meet, let's talk about, you know, certain things. Do you have a, a training session that, you know, like a lunch and learn, I would say something like that lunch and learn. Well, we, we do, but we usually, we, we have the pleasure of uh, breaking bread together every morning at breakfast. And, and that's an intimate moment for us. Uh, it's a time to sit down and rest and talk and, you can get a good evaluation on where everybody's at. Uh, you can help uh, men deal. You, you know, we, we all bring situations to work, and, and we can sit around and talk about that. 
Right. Uh, and so that that that's our huddling moment right there is our breakfast time, you know, and that's uh, we use that very wisely. Right. Right. But we do training as well. Right. Uh, matter of fact, we just had training this this evening. Uh, I mean, this afternoon. Right. Medical director came up, but that's a good time to vent and get things out the way as well. Right. When you right. have the medical director here. <laughs> One of the the most. I would say that one of the most uh, common things that uh, or common ways that leaders drop the ball is, or are, when I say leaders or organizations drop the ball is communication. What yeah. is where does that you know rank on your list? How important well, is that communication? Well, well, we know communication is very important in in all facets of anything that you do, uh, whether it be marriages or work or or just friendships, uh, it, it's important because with about communication, you, you, I kind of left in the dark mm. with things. So, uh, we, we have to, it, it's important. And I try to communicate. I know a lot of guys don't check their emails, but I make sure that, that if I get an email, they, they are very aware of, of what it is, you know, because if I didn't, then that's on me. Right. Right. So what what I have uh, found out uh, uh, that's helpful is I do something called a uh, communication alert. I have mm-hmm. all the members of my team on uh, on a, on a group text, and I send out and that text that group text is only for communication alerts. Don't respond back yeah. to me or anything like that because you know it's it's a communication alert, and when I send it out. It says communication alert, you know, and I'm just telling them, you know, how what's going on, you know, uh, what's what to look out for and new messages and new, you know, just new memos and stuff like that, you know, that the organization has has put out Mm -hmm. because some of the people Mm -hmm. that I work for, they don't always check their emails, you know, that and heck, I, I barely check my email. And so, well, or they're checking, don't respond to it or whatever. Right, right. And so that way. Uh, you know, when I send out those communication alerts, man, everybody knows, hey, boop, boop, when it goes off, that text goes off yeah. and they see communication alert, they know that they need to read it. So that's right. that's right. that's what that's what I do. And that's what and I found that to be uh effective. So yes, man, sir. so you know, you haven't been a, a you know, a lieutenant all your life, man. So no, sir. so but you know, I feel like some people are just, you know, born leaders, you know. Because yeah. they're born to take control, to take charge, to take the initiative to do something, you know. So have you ever, you know, even though that you, even though that you, uh, even though you wasn't in a leadership position, did you find yourself in a leadership role? You know, you just taking the role of a leader. Have you done that before? I, I have. And, uh, you know, and, and there's a, uh, great author, Miles Monroe, uh, has a saying that trapped in every human being is a leader. Mm. Trapped in them is a leader. And I didn't realize I was a leader until I came into the knowledge of Christ. That's, that's what propelled me to know that I was a leader because God allowed me to know that I was born to be a leader. Mm. Uh, and every person is born to be a leader. It's up to the individual who 
who exerts that potential to be that leader. And uh, so, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've done that. Been that person. Right, right, right. To just step up, you know, when no one else would. And that's, that's one of the qualities of me. Right. Yeah, because you, you want to see things get done. Right, right, right. And it's not going to get done if people are just sitting back. You know, someone has to take the leadership on it. Right, right. And it doesn't mean you're going to make it right, but at least you take that initiative. Right, right. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, I have people that I um, that I lead and they shy away from leadership. I, you know, I'll ask them, hey, I'm getting ready to take a couple of days off. You know, can I get you to, uh, you know, to supervise everybody? And a lot of people step down. It's like, no, not me. I'm not the one, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I, I try to groom, you know, everybody, all of my employees, everybody that's on my yeah. team. I try to groom them yeah. to be leaders because I fig- I think that everybody, you know, can be a leader, you know. Yeah. I, yes, th- that's just my that's just my belief you know you might so not we, have we were created to be a leader yeah. right right you have to give them the tools to be the leader you know i'll make sure mm-hmm. that you have the tools i'll make i'll make sure that you've been trained properly and so a lot of times when people get put in these leadership positions lieutenant grant you know they don't have the uh the training the tools so did bell me give you the tools or you just had to learn this on the fly well, no, we, uh, uh, when, when I knew that I was going to be a lieutenant, I was given the two. We, uh, we were sent to a fire officer school and, um, and, and learned some things from, from that aspect. And, and a lot of my leadership skills, uh, good and bad came from just watching other leaders right. and trying not to make the mistakes that they made, uh, you know, and trying to do better. Uh, and, you know, a lot of it was just out of observation. Right, right. Yeah. And and then and to, uh, like I said, with that inherited skill that was given, uh, leadership ability that was, that was given at birth, uh, that helped a lot as well. Right, right, right. Having that relationship with Christ. Lieutenant Grant, do you have a, a mentor or have you looked, who do you look to for your mentor, being a mentor to you? I, I'd have to say, uh, uh, Brother Jesse, I, I, I get all my mentoring out of the, out of the uh, Word of God. I try to allow that to mentor me. Right, right, um, right. Yeah. Yeah, Outside of knowing you, my brother. Right, uh, right. You, you, you're a great mentor as well. Right. Thank you, thank you. So that's what I was saying on one of my uh, mentioning on my other uh, podcasts is that who could be a better mentor than Christ? Yeah, yeah. You know, nobody. He, he gave second chances, <laughs> third chances. You know, he was yeah. he, he judged oh, correctly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's always yeah. there. Yeah. You know, and he's always he always answers his phone. He always answers the text. You know. Yeah. So who could yeah. be a better mentor than Jesus Christ? Yeah. You know, nobody. We, yeah. We've, so tell me the, the most difficult part of being a leader. It's making them tough decisions. Uh, the tough ones that are going to, you, you know, they're going to uh, offend some people. Uh, I think that's the toughest part of the job. But then, you know, it's 
it's got to be done. It has to be done. You know, you can't have friends when you in leadership because that's that could be detrimental to a certain degree. Um, but it's making a tough decision of uh, you know doing what's right. 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 So you know, man, I'm motivated by being a leader. You know, I when I say motivated, man, I I love going in and teaching teaching others. Yeah. You know, yeah. Before I go in, you know, I'm always asking. You know, I'm all, I always pray in the morning. You know, and ask the Lord to you know to lead me and guide me, or you know, order my steps. You know, control my mouth. You know, and stuff like that. I think that's very important. I think. Uh, all leaders should should pray for their staff on the job, you know, or, yeah. or off the yeah. job when you're working or when you're not working, you know. Uh, yeah. So with my with my with my team, you know, I pretty much know you know them, and I know all their kids, you know, I know their husband and wives, you know. Yeah. I just make it myself to uh, to get you know to know them to have a relationship with them, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I think that's one of my, you know, I would be one of my best assets, you know, uh, yeah. and I try to motivate them, you know, uh, yeah. I try to motivate them, you know, and inspire them, you know, you know, inspire the team, you know, as professionals, you know, you know, and yeah. I try to see that, hey, let them know that, hey, we're just trying to, you know, achieve these goals, take take care of patients is one I will, I, this is what we do, you know? Yeah. So yeah, so but I'm not gonna hold you long, brother. <laughs> I sure I really appreciate you. Uh, you know, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure uh, being able to uh, be interviewed. Yeah, and I just really and thank you. Right, thank you, man. I really thank you for coming on the show today. That's it for Icon Leadership. You can find the show anywhere you get your podcast. You can find us at RogueMediaNetwork.com, or you can email us at IconLeadership at gmail.com or our website, which is iconleadership.org.